Hey listeners, welcome to Real Talk with Simply Tour, where we have real, raw, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations around working while maintaining our mental health or lack thereof. I'm your host, Tor White, and today I have with me Tamika Austin Gibson. Tamika is a board-certified family nurse practitioner and founder of Visions Medical Healthcare in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Her career working at Spartanburg Regional Hospital as a patient care associate while attending nursing school at the University of South Carolina Upstate. She later received a Master of Nursing with a specialization in nursing education. Tamika believes that learning is an ongoing process and later pursued a higher level of education, receiving a post-master's nurse practitioner certification from the University of South Carolina, Columbia. With her advanced clinical training, Tamika is, a li- is licensed by the state of South Carolina to diagnose illnesses, treat acute and chronic conditions, and provide evidence-based health education to patients of all ages. Her scope of practice encompasses health promotion, disease prevention, in addition to diagnoses and management of health care problems. She currently specializes in primary care, geriatric care, and house calls. Since her entry into the field of healthcare, she has accumulated 15 years of nursing experience and expertise. She has a unique combination of strong nursing and interpersonal skills, striving to provide optimal care to her patient population. Tamika believes in building long-lasting and trusting relationships with patients and their families. Her ultimate goal is to provide a positive patient experience, ensuring privacy while delivering the highest quality of care. If there's a healthcare need or problem, Tamika wants to be Tamika wants to be the solution. For Tamika, assisting others in more than a job is truly her passion and ministry. Welcome, Tamika. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. So we're gonna just jump right in. I know we talked about um You've been a nurse practitioner, but I also want to let the listeners know you're a wife and mother as well, correct? Absolutely. So how is that for you? How how are you juggling being a mom, a provider, having your own practice, being a wife? It's definitely difficult. Um, I'm not even going to paint this beautiful picture. Um, it, it definitely is difficult. However, having my family um, and my husband most definitely just being a part of my community helps out greatly. Um, my husband has taken over a lot of my rules and responsibilities um, at, at the house. Um, so it, it definitely changes the dynamic um, of my, my personal and my family life. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So when you talk about having your uh, community, who do you include in your community? Um, I include my husband, my mom, my sisters, my brother, um, friends, family, um, church members. The community is definitely um, important. We often say that it takes a village to to raise a child. But as an adult and an entrepreneur, we need that village as well. Yes, very much so. Definitely. Very much so. So tell us a little bit about what made you start your practice. I was going to open up this. Didn't know I'm funded. Um, I remember when uh, my husband proposed, I made him aware. Um, I said, I'm going to keep my last name because one day I'm going to own my own business. And it's important for me that 
you know, my family name gets um, recognition. And so we, we got married in, in 2010 and um, kept my name. That's where Austin Gibson comes from. And um, as I um, pursued the nurse practitioner certification, I knew this is what I wanted to do and where eventually, you know, would where my business would be birthed from. I just didn't know that it would happen as quickly as it did. Um, so in 2015, I actually um, graduated from um, the University of um, South Carolina, Columbia, and um, started working immediately um, for um, a kidney um, doctor's office. And I worked there for a little bit, um, gained a great deal of knowledge, made some important relations. But I knew that I wanted to do more family. I wanted to specialize in, in one area. And um, then I went to another job, which was primary care, but it was house calls. Um, stayed there for a little bit. And um, I then moved to um, another house calls primary care um, job where I, I love what I love what I did. Um, however, I saw some things, you know, occurring that um, I didn't totally um, agree with. So I, I often say that um, my pain and my discomfort actually birthed my vision. Um, for me, what was really the uh, the kicker to get this started is when um, a patient needed to be seen. But because this patient um, had um, a small balance on um, the account, they wouldn't see this patient. This was a geriatric patient, um, and she was not over her finances. Her children were, and they were mishandling them. So this patient actually ended up in the hospital for pneumonia, whereas I could have seen this a patient treated her and provided care for her to avoid that hospitalization. So when I opened my practice, um, I, it was important for me that I could do medicine my way. Um, I feel that everyone has the right to quality health care. So if a patient is in need, I definitely want to be able to um, assist them in whatever way we can. That's awesome. So tell me, I, I'm just curious. I know my personal experience with just being in the medical field, but also like receiving health care. And I know that when I have conversations with other, especially other black women, just the, um, a, a lot of fears in the healthcare world um, for us. So tell me, how have you navigated just one, being a provider, um, but before having your own practice, just navigating, being able to go into spaces and let them know like, hey, I know what I'm doing. Or have you had any experiences where um, patients have like questioned whether or not you are uh, equipped to provide the service. Absolutely. Um, I can remember for my first experience, I'm actually working as a, a floor nurse at the hospital, and um, I entered into this um, elderly Caucasian um, patient's room, and immediately when she saw me, she stated that, oh, I want my nurse. I don't want you. And I explained to her, um, excuse me, but I, I am your nurse. Um, and then she um proceeded to get very disgruntled um, and I actually just stepped out the room, um, made the manager on duty um, that night aware of, you know, what was going on, what was said and um, asked that she um, be assigned to someone that she felt more comfortable with. Um, but before, you know, leaving out of the room, I explained to her, you know, who I was, my title and that I was um, definitely more than capable to provide the care for her that um, she deserved. However, I also wanted to respect and honor her wishes. Um, so I proceeded to actually be assigned to another um, 
another room. Um, there has been um, maybe one or two instances um, in in my practice where um, my um, my knowledge and my um, ability was was tested or questioned, and um, I I feel that um, action um, speaks volume. So I performed as I know that that I could, educated appropriately, and um, those two patients are, are still my patients until this day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I want to step back a minute. You talked about house calls, and I know that you still do that now. So is that exactly what it says, like you will actually provide care at someone's home? Absolutely. So it's just like, you know, they um, did in, in the olden um, days. Um, we're, we're bringing that back because a lot of the um, issues and not being able to get the health care that um, one deserves is, is due to not being able to leave the home. So one of the things that we, we do, we take the office to those individuals that are unable to leave the home, um, whether it be due to a diagnosis, um, just say congestive heart failure, and they can barely take steps without getting short, short of breath. So we will come into the home and um, provide them with that care so they don't have to leave the home. Um, we also have concierge services. Just say that if you were not feeling well or one of your children and you just didn't have the, the strength or you just didn't want to leave the home, we will actually come to you as well um, and provide that services that you or your loved one need. And let's just talk about really changing the medical game with that. Like, people talk a lot of times about how to get rid of barriers, right? But they won't do yes. a lot of things to change um, the trajectory of those barriers. But doing house calls really changed. Like, it literally brought me back to back in the day. When it was very common for your doctor to come to your house. Absolutely. Um, and that's absolutely amazing, just thinking about, single parents who may have um who may be feeling bad but their kids are at home and it's just like it's too much to pack up kids and go in you know or i don't have anyone to watch the kids that's just absolutely amazing and really allows people to be met where they are um, absolutely absolutely and that meeting people where they are um, has always been uh, my objective. And it actually is also just a part of um, my, my pitch. It's important that we meet patients where they are. And by doing that, you definitely help eliminate some of those barriers. As it relates to our house, house cause practice, um, that's something that I want to get out more um, because I don't think people realize that um, it actually exists and also that we provide it. Um, now, for insurance, insurances can be tricky. Um, I wish we just had universal health care here, um, if I'm honest. Uh, because yes, if, <laughs> yes I, I really do. Because um, though we allow the services, it could be that your insurance does not, you know, cover this. It definitely covers for the, the elderly as well as, you know, certain disease processes. So for our concierge services, um, that is a cash price just because insurance um, does not um, cover it. However, it's an affordable price. Um, and everything that we do, we, we want to um, provide um, um, equality. So we're not going to overly charge anyone. That's not why um, I believe God gave me this vision. My goal is to provide quality and affordable health care to everyone, whether you have insurance, whether you um, do not have insurance, whether you're confined to the home, um, whatever it may be, we really want to meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. 
So speaking of being affordable, has that been difficult um, to to really navigate like affordability while because ultimately this is still how you make money to to take care of your family. So have you found it difficult to be affordable? Like I know a lot of times I hear people say like I want to be affordable, but affordability doesn't pay the bills. Has that been your reality or? Um, I think just being a, a novice um, entrepreneur um, that, you know, that can just be a headache within itself because you, you have to bill your client, um, your clientele. You have to wait for, you know, certain reimbursements from insurances and all of that. So has it been difficult financially? Absolutely. But is it still doable to afford um I mean, to provide affordable health care, um, absolutely. But just within a whole, financially, it, it can be um, difficult. But I don't think that it hinders um, the complete idea of um, providing affordable health care. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your practice. Um, how many providers do you have? So um, Visions Medical Health Care, we are a primary care and house calls um, practice. Um, I am the um, chief provider. Um, I'm there or within the community um, five days a week. Um, I have another provider um, that um, works um, every Tuesday. We um, provide care in the office, um, in residential homes, and we also um, visit assisted living facilities. So that's that's what I do on Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm in the community at um, residence or at actually assistant living facilities and we have another um, nurse practitioner that will be joining us um, next month um, to help us continue to do what what we love to do and reach as many people as possible that is awesome that is awesome so where is your practice located? i know you said spartanburg south carolina correct Correct. We are located at 169 Hall Street um, in Spartanburg. We are um, close to the downtown area, probably about maybe about a block from um, Barnett Park. Okay. Okay. So very accessible. And are you currently accepting new patients? Absolutely. We are accepting new patients. And we also provide virtual visits as well. I know sometimes it can be difficult getting to um, your provider's office or if you're feeling, you know, really, really bad, you may not want to drive or may not be capable of um, driving. Um, some of the more chronic issues um, I do um, ask, you know, for my patients to come in. But um, if it's an acute visit or if they're just needing some medication refills or whatever it may be, we can provide those um, visits and that care virtually. Okay. Now, I want to take a step back really fast, and I just thought about something. How did you manage during the, like, the, I don't want to say during the pandemic, because we're still really in pandemic mode, yes, but yes. really during the the, the height, height of the part yes. yeah, <laughs> of the it, was, it was definitely um, difficult, whereas um, COVID led to a lot of, you know, medical um, illnesses and diagnoses, you would think that a medical practice um, would have increased um, in revenue and in patient care. But what we saw is actually um, a lot of no calls, uh, I mean, no shows um, to their appointments. Um, We also had patients, you know, just afraid to come into the office because they were fearful of contracting COVID, which I definitely um, understand. And it was instances where we provided care for a patient and tested them and they were positive for COVID. So we then had to, you know, close our doors for um, 24 hours to make sure that, you know, we cleaned and we sanitized um, appropriately. So this was definitely um, 
uh, a financial um, strain to the practice and also um, a great um, health scare for um, some of our our um, staff. I myself has um, had COVID twice. And with me being the, the chief provider, um, definitely had to close the office and um, wasn't able to, you know, care for those patients that, that were scheduled. And so even thinking about that from, I, I just remember, again, I was working at the hospital during a time when, you know, it was still a lot of questions of what COVID was, where were we, what was safe, what wasn't safe, how was it transmitted? Um, how are you navigating that and and not necessarily bringing that home? Or did you bring it home where it's like, okay, this is real. Like, let me tell you from a medical standpoint how real this is. Like, how were those conversations for you? Um, it definitely what was real, and um, I tried my best to express my concerns and educate my patients um, accordingly. Um, you definitely had some some pushback from some individuals, but all you can do is provide the education that you um, you know, and then also respect their their wishes at the same time. Um, so what what I did to um, try to prevent from taking um, COVID home is um, I would. Um, change my um, uniform before um, going home and definitely leaving my um, my shoes at the um, front door or either in the garage. Um, and even still to this day, um, my team, as well as any patients that we provide care for that comes in our office, they are required to to wear a mask. Um, as you stated, this is, is not over. Um, so we, we still um, are very, very cautious and just cleaning also, which this has always been done, but um, ensuring that each room um, and each um, exit, all the hard um, surfaces are clean between each patient. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I know um, j just in, in general with people and how this has been difficult, there have been people who've lost lives. Um, I know I was extremely sick when um, I first got COVID and just still it's just a lot of, I know my, my son has a lot of anxiety around if I get sick, if, he, if I get the smallest cough he has a flashback to me being in the hospital, you know? And yes. so um, it's been really difficult to kind of navigate that and, and not allow him to live in fear, but also allow him to be aware um, of what could be and what is right. With still having the ability to live life as a 13 year old. Um, so really quick before we end this conversation, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of tell the listeners what do you do to manage your self-care? Well, if I'm honest, um, I am just recently um, starting to um, focus on self-care. For so long for me as a, a healthcare care um, provider and just a nurturer at heart, it's big for me to care for others and make sure that um, everyone else is okay. Um, however, when we do that, we neglect ourselves and um, it definitely affects um, our, our mental health um, and um, just our, our health, mind, body, um, and soul. So um, what I have um, recently done, um, I now have a, a therapist, which is awesome. Um, wish I would have done it sooner. Um, I, I also try to, um, to um, schedule um, at least a massage every two to three weeks, um, facials, um, and just some downtime. Now on Fridays, once I um, 
um, get from work. I'm at home. That's my wind down time. Nobody bothers mommy. I'm watching television. I'm relaxing um, because it's just necessary. For me, last year, I felt as if I was just existing, mm -hmm. um, constantly on the go, doing everything. And um, really, it ends up where I'm not doing anything. I'm busy, but not being productive because I'm so overwhelmed. So this year, um, I, I've decided, and I don't always do it, but I decided to try to focus on Tamika just a little bit because if I'm not good, um, I can't function, you know, at my optimal level and be good for anyone else. That now that is real. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I tell, when I'm sitting down and I'm watching certain shows, I'm like. That's my time, whether it's a pimple popping video or I love crime shows and people will be like, how can you watch that? And I'm like, it's so relaxing for me. It allows me to escape and go into someone else's world for a little bit um, or reading and some, or sometimes just sitting in silence, uh -huh. <laughs> silence and air. Um, okay. So can you tell the listeners how to get in touch with you? Um, absolutely. You can get in touch with us by um, contacting our office at 864-358-9278. You can also visit our website, um, which is vmhmed.com. Um, we accept messages through there. And then our email address, which is info at vmhmed.com. Awesome. Well, that is the end of today's show. Again, I want to thank you, Tamika, for speaking with me. To my listeners, you can find me at simplytour.com or at bizradio.us. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.